0: Launched fundraiser a couple years ago, now working with over uh, 30 groups really doing fundraising or, or basically fundraising companies now using his SaaS platform. He's got a big ecosystem play here, though. They're tracking many different things, uh, really replacing the old kind of high school PTA booster club fundraising model with, you know, junk food to, hey, you know, let your, let your people sell local goods, local things. They take a small cut of that. They've raised a million bucks to build out the ecosystem, the mobile app, the website, uh, the marketplace, scaling with nine people between. Virginia and remote locations as they look to get to break even by the end of this year. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Mark Abbott. He shares a passion for farms, food and community wellness with his wife and two school aged kids. He's a founding team member of AmeriCorps and past director of the poverty program at the CS Mott Foundation. He's got a PhD in economic anthropology from the University of Pittsburgh and startups in the nonprofit and for profit sectors. He's the founder and CEO today of FarmRazor, a platform for service, a platform and service for healthy product fundraising. Mark, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. So let's uh, let's double down here on FarmRaiser. I know you're doing a lot, but what does FarmRaiser specifically do, and what's the revenue model? How do you how do you make money?
1: So basically, it's a it's a marketplace and a and a service that allows anyone with a healthy product to make it available for school or group fundraising. So the purpose of FarmRaiser is to blow up the fundraising industry, where that usually sells pizza, cookie dough, gift wrapping paper, lots of goods that are high, the low value, high cost with low profit for the causes. So farm is trying to reinvent that model by d- directly connecting people with great products that we'd like to make them available for fundraisers in their community and folks needing to make money.
0: What do you mean by, by fundra- So for example, I'm in, I'm on your site now, I'm in Austin. I see honeycomb by the Austin honey company, $28 and 29 cents suggested selling price. So who is the person that's usually looking at this? a, gro- a local grocery store?
1: No, actually, it's going to be like the local PTA organizer. So your school is going to do a fundraiser. And instead of asking for a cash donation, they're going to sell something. They would normally sell a really poor product, but we're going to have them sell something grown or made in your community. Oh, so I see. We sell like CSA baskets for, for farm fresh produce or fruit or honey or coffee is a big one that we, we sell a lot of. There's a lot of local roasteries out there. So we take healthy products that are not sugar laden junk food we make them available in a wholesale market that you as an organizer can come select those products, see the wholesale price, price them for retail and launch them in a crowdfunding site. That crowdfunding site then would the students at your school or your cause can sell using their phones or by sharing a link on Facebook or email. And they could do old-fashioned school fundraising digital. This is like he a healthier,
0: products. sexier way. When I was on the tennis team back in high school, and we got a box of 30 things of, uh, of Kind Bars or sugar-like candy bars, and I had to go sell them in my local neighborhood.
1: That's exactly right. So we, did it. we We automated the entire process from A to Z to make it really easy for an organizer to have a sale like that. They did, it's all pre-sale, so we reserved product ahead of time. And we made it really easy for folks that have great products that want to get new customers in their community to, to make those products available for fundraising. So for example, the honeycombs, if you want to have two or 300 folks try your product in Austin and that and then feel really good about it because it was in support of a cause they believed in, and then get their email address to talk to them later about how they like the product and where they can buy it again, then this platform is for you. So, so just to be clear, uh, a, not- bo-
0: a booster club that wants to make money though via a fundraiser what you're saying is they're going to spend money anyway on the thing that they're going to sell which used to be maybe an unhealthy candy bar now i'm looking at the honeycomb here it's 28 29 suggested selling price if they buy all this honeycomb through you though what are they what are they paying you for the hard cost of goods sold
1: so it's it's so no money changes hand up front it's all a pre-sale so if it says suggested retail 28 dollars, they're going to buy it for about 14 dollars okay and so, they're gonna, so they're, their wholesale cost is about 50 percent of retail uh, in general and then they're gonna but they're gonna take a whole bunch of orders ahead of time like a pre-sale yep. so our system will reserve that product for them say 300 units and they'll sell against that reservation when the mm-hmm. sales all done after two weeks or so we'll see that they sold a hundred units The system will place an order for 100 units It will show up two weeks later for distribution with the correct forms and everything for them to use to make that day go smoothly for their school fundraiser. And then they get a check from us and the supplier gets a check from us.
0: So just to be clear, so 50 percent of the the, of that money that came in will basically be that's that's what the what the booster club raised. The rest is 50 percent. You're paying the actual supplier. Where's your cut come in?
1: So we do, we have, we take out from both sides of the platform. We take a little bit from the supplier. So by adding on a small fee to each unit sold, not dissimilar to what Airbnb does. And then on the backside, we take five to 10% of the retail price. So the end consumer is paying a little bit as well.
0: Okay. You're building that, this suggested retail price of 28, 29 has that already, or you're taking that in? It does. It does no, it has already. Yep. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay. so, so, I'm trying to think, think about what metrics are most important for you to determine if this thing is a success or not. So what are you tracking? Number of dollars raised, number of fundraisers? So we track
1: a lot of different, we track about 28 different things. But the, we, the revenue driving things that we like to pay attention to are the number of campaigns on the platform. Okay. So how many organizations come in and do a fundraising campaign with us and how many of them do a second and third one? Basically, once you do two, you're going to do five. Um, on average. So that's our churn, right? We pay attention to that. We also look at how much you raise. So a typical fundraising campaign will sell about $3,000 worth of product, which is, which, which is about $270 for us, right? So we're watching that metric also of how much, and, and then diving into that a little bit, we're looking at what products you're selling, what the average price point of the product is, what the markup of the price is, because you can adjust your markup as an organi- organizer you're not locked into a price, you can actually custom make your prices. And, if they and want the- to
0: take, if they want to essentially raise more money for themselves. Yes. Yeah. So
1: without, you know, and we try to say, you know, we try to say, listen, this has got to be a great deal for the supplier because they're giving you a wholesale, they're getting a wholesale pro- you know, price for their product, which covers their costs and they're getting a customer email for every sale. Uh, it's got to make you at least 40. Who's,
0: who's getting the customer email though, the booster club or the, the product, the booster club is selling the honeycomb company.
1: The honeycomb companies. Getting oh,
0: the, I see. I see. So there's yeah.
1: value for both of them. Well, they're value on both sides of the platform. So you know, to be a great marketplace, you've got to have a lot of liquidity. So yep. both pairs have to be able to make money and see a value prop that makes sense to them. So over, supply- the,
0: over the past, let me let me get these numbers over the past twelve months. Over the past twelve months, how many campaigns through the platform?
1: So we did about three hundred and fifty campaigns. On okay. The platform in the last twelve months.
0: And you make you said on average about two hundred and seventy per per campaign. Yes okay so 270 times 350 obviously we can do that math um, and then and then
1: what is the um, so we're small yet we, we're really just getting going
0: um, I don't know I, by the way I don't mind I think small is fine by right? 270 times 350 campaigns that's what 100, 100 grand in revenue for yourself something like that um, but but more importantly right so let's how many like SKUs
1: have moved how many products
0: have been sold?
1: Right. So so uh, over over the course of the last three <coughs> years, we've sold over a million dollars in products and we've 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 got 2,600 SKUs available on the platform. A typical campaign will we'll put between three and 10 SKUs in their market. We coach them to keep the market small unless it's a garden seed sale or something that has many, many different products in it. Um, so we're kind of agnostic as to the number of we don't like a lot of SKUs. It makes the sale complicated. You said 2,600
0: SKUs, though, available? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh,
1: but they but they put 2 to 3 in the fundraiser. Right, because you've got nationally available products. Um they could be you can be anywhere and you can sell this product and it'll be drop shipped to your school at the end of the sale or you can find stuff that's made or grown right in your community by uh, by proximity. By your neighbor, yeah. Yeah, and that's the, you know, that's kind of tapping into the share economy. Uh you know, we modeled ourselves after Airbnb, frankly, because we think it's a great model. You've got this excess capacity of products you've got people that really want to use those products we did they meet in our marketplace and and create value on both sides
0: is there a SaaS component to this or it's all just 270 it's just all percentage of race there
1: absolutely is because when we realized we were the only ones out there that managed to completely automate this product fundraising business which is a about a two a 20 billion dollar industry in north america and no one has the tools we have to manage your inventory, to track your sales, to actually make a crowdfunding site available. Yeah. Mark,
0: by the way, I get the value of the product. I'm just trying to understand the economics behind it. So who is, who is paying the flat fee per month, which is the SAS model?
1: So the SAS model flat fee are other fundraising companies. So if you are a nursery and you do about a million dollars a year in fundraising, it's going to take you three to four people to run that business, but you can run it on our platform with one person and a distribution center. So we move all of the logistics out of your fundraising business onto our platform. And all you have to do is fulfillment. So all your fundraising business turns into a giant wholesale account or a series of accounts that you do fulfillment for. And all the other parts of the fundraising come to FarmRaiser, and we manage it for you using our technology. And what do people pay on average for that per month or per year? So because our revenue model is based on transactions, we we charge a very um, nominal amount. So it's between so it's still the same. It's 600. still the same
0: two seventy. Then it's still like two seventy on the average three thousand and raised. Yes. Okay. Got it. So again, just to be clear, there isn't a flat fee people are paying for the software. It's a success yes, there fee. Is. There actually absolutely is. It's, okay.
1: But it's it's nominal. It's between five hundred and fifteen hundred dollars for every fundraising company that signs up on the platform per if month. You're a coffee roaster. You're not going to pay that because you're Mark, just. Mark, is that money. per month or per year?
0: Uh that's per year. Okay. 500 to 1500 per per year. Okay. And how many, how many of those companies have you signed up on the platform?
1: So we've got about 30 of those companies on the platform and we add two or three a month right now. Okay. Some of them are large, like equal exchange is a $70 million a year company that does, you know, organic coffee and tea and, and chocolate. Um, They're moving their entire catalog fundraising business onto the FarmRaiser platform. Uh, because they recognize that there's massive value proposition for them in automating their current process. Got
0: it. So 30 of these folks paying caught will do the minimum 500 bucks per year. This is a new line of business for you doing about 1200 bucks a month right now, but it sounds like you're doing this, you're doing the other stuff. You have a bunch of kind of ecosystem plays here.
1: The $1,200 a month also translated translates into X amount of campaigns and those campaigns also pay us. Hold
0: on, just to be clear, I thought you said that the 500
1: bucks or 1500 was per year, not per month. It is, but if you're paying that per year and I'm getting 100 campaigns from you per month, I, that 100 campaigns is translating into revenue. I, I get revenue. that, That's, totally get um, that.
0: You just said, exactly. yeah, I just wanna make sure, I didn't hear, you just said $1,200 per month. Just to be clear, it's it's per year, and then on top of that you're getting the percent, 8% on any things they put through you. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, have you bootstrapped this or raised? We've raised. Okay, how much have you raised? Raised just over a million dollars. Okay, and uh, why
1: raise, why not bootstrap? Uh, the technology is hard to build so it took us a while we you know we ran almost 7 months worth of campaigns without writing any code because we wanted to make sure that we were actually solving some problems that people would respond to when we release the technology and then we've done two versions of the of the stack and we've also done the mobile applications so you've got a fairly heavy upfront tech cost um the, we're at a place now where we can see the break even for FarmRaiser, uh, So we want to get there before we take any more money. When do you think that'll happen? What month? Um, so we should be there um, by the end of this fiscal year. Uh, we should be looking at a volume that allows us to break
0: even. That's great. So break even by end of year 2019. And how aggressive are you being right now in terms of investing in growth? In other words, are you burning 10 grand a month right now, 100 grand a month? So we we've
1: we went from a high last year of around 50 grand a month. We've backed that down right now as we're starting uh, the season. It is very cyclical for us. Most of our campaigns are in 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 right before school's out, and then right when school's back in the spring and fall. So we've tamped that down a little bit. Most of our money right now is going supporting our direct sales for the new SaaS customers and our inbound marketing on Facebook uh, for the organic uh, traffic that comes to the site, finds amazing products and launches the campaign. So while well, you're burning, call it maybe 40 grand in
0: cash per month. Now today uh, we're, we've tabbed down to around 35. That's great. Okay, good. And you've got, again, if you raised a million bucks, obviously you have runway there. So you have plenty of runway to get through this year to try and hit profitability. So yeah,
1: we've raised this money in a rolling basis. So yeah. it's a, the, the runway is not as long as I would like it to be. But so, you know, we're, we're looking at runway through most of this year. That's good. Uh, so That's good. It's a, you know, it is not ideal, but it's where we are. What's the team uh, size today? So we've got a, a team of developers that are offshore. And then I've got four full-time people here in Arlington uh, that work with me.
0: Okay. How many, though,
1: team, the developer? Yeah. Uh, we have three uh, on the development team that are almost full-time. And then the four full-time folks here. And then myself uh, and our and my co-founder, my CTO.
0: Okay. So nine people based between kind of Maryland and remote.
1: Um Virginia. And remote, yes.
0: And remote. Very good. All right. Very good stuff. Um, uh, let's uh, let's wrap up here with The Famous Five, uh, Mark. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: <laughs> I forgot about The Famous Five. Yeah. So oh, do you, do you listen to the show? I, I do. I, I forgot about The Famous Five, so <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be ready for this. <laughs> that's okay. Well, what's the last book you read? Uh, that's a great question. I haven't read a good book in a while. That's wow. okay. We'll put none. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, of course, I'm following Bezos because he's going to be my new neighbor and, uh, and and much of what they did in their marketplace, uh, we like and much of it that we don't like, we think we can beat them at.
0: Yeah. Number three, uh, about, he's literally going to be your new neighbor in Crystal City. Literally. Yeah, yes. Quite literally. And the
1: same, 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 um, same, um, same build, set of buildings, actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number three. Uh, what is uh, your favorite online tool for building the company?
1: Oh, so we use a lot. Um, and so we, we like Stripe right now. Um, you know, uh, cause that's our paywall and it's been very flexible for us. Um, we do we do agile development. So, we're, we're, so we've got that set of tools. Um, right now my absolute favorite tool cause we just rolled out a whole new set of, um, screens is, is hot jar. Yeah. Uh, hot jar gives me access to exactly what's happening on the platform. I love it. And can track it all out with the
0: user sessions. It's a powerful tool. Number four, how many hours of sleep to get every night? About six. And situation, married, single kids? I've got, I'm married, I've got, as far as I know, I've got
1: uh, two high school aged kids, one starting college next year, one is a freshman that plays hockey. That's exciting, and how old are you? I'm just turned 52. Congratulations, and last question,
0: what do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Say that again? What's something you wish you knew when you were 20?
1: Oh gosh, that I sh- that <laughs> that I should have stuck with the first couple of companies I started when I was 20, and then not waited so long to do another one. Guys, don't wait
0: so long to get into entrepreneurship. Launched FarmRaiser a couple of years ago. Now working with over uh, 30 groups, really doing fundraising or, or basically fundraising companies now using his SaaS platform. He's got a big ecosystem play here, though. They're tracking many different things, uh, really replacing the old kind of high school PTA booster club fundraising model with you know junk food to, hey, let your your people sell local goods, local things. They take a small cut of that. They've raised a million bucks to build out the ecosystem, the mobile app, the website, uh, the marketplace, scaling with nine people between Virginia and remote locations as they look to get to break even by the
1: end of this year. Mark, thanks for taking us to the top. Nathan, that's fabulous. Thank you very much.